0: And we are back, the ACL pod featuring the one and only Mr. and Wags. We are making our way through the college football season one total preview pods, everybody. ACC in the books, Big Ten in the books, SEC in the books. Today, we are on to the Big 12 Conference. Interesting conference this year. Lots of changes up top, in the middle, and on the bottom of this conference. Some value Along the way. And of course, we are going to be giving out a free play at the end of this podcast. Twitter, Instagram, at The Real Mr. ACL, at Cap and Wags. All the football packages are up on the website, the or ACL-Sports.com. Hit us up, questions, anything you want to know about. You can hit us up on Twitter, as I mentioned, or Instagram, or just directly through the website. Shoot us a note, shoot us an email, shoot us, shoot us a chat, whatever works for you. And if you have five, even 10 seconds, Certainly would appreciate if y'all can give us a five-star review for this pod. It helps us grow and helps us, gives us the ability to really keep doing this. And we certainly do appreciate it. Wags, the Big 12 Conference. This time last year, during the Big 12 Conference preview, we were talking about Oklahoma as a possible, serious national title contender. They had the Heisman Trophy favorite, who no longer is there. You ready to talk some Big 12 today, man?
1: Definitely, always ready to talk Big 12 football, uh, usually seeing a lot of high-powered, potent offenses, not so much defense, so it's always a fun, uh, run-and-gun type division conference, if you will, so uh, no divisions in this conference, so I sh- shouldn't say that, but yeah, no, it, it should be fun, and uh, definitely looking forward to talking to Oklahoma.
0: I love the Big 12. It's just sort of this 10 team round rob, and everyone plays each other. Top two teams go to the finals. Love it. Yeah. No, it's
1: um, great. I mean, it's, it's like fun. The, the old school conference. I mean, it's pretty much the last of the uh, Power Fives that has, has that not broken out, not, doesn't, you know, has the, ch- the conference winner, uh, I guess, conference championship game when they just take the top two teams. So, yeah. um, got to love it. Everybody plays each other. You know, you get to play Kansas and Texas Tech and West Virginia, you know, TCU, et cetera. So
0: everybody gets to play Kansas,
1: although right.
0: Woo. might be some
1: value on Kansas this year with well, that number. We shall see. Well, I mean, they did beat Texas last year as 31 point dog. So gotta give Kansas props there. They're on the way up.
0: All right, but we're not starting with Kansas. We're starting with Oklahoma season win total nine and a half plus one oh five on the over, minus one twenty five on the under to win this conference. They're the favorite. Plus two hundred to win the national title, forty to one. If you think that Brent Venables can get it done in his first year there to make the playoff, they're plus four fifty. It's an interesting number to me. The 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 favorite to win one of the Power Five conferences is plus four fifty to make the college football playoff. I think that speaks a lot to this conference this year and how it's just a little bit down. I think from years past. So we'll see. As I mentioned. First-year coach comes in from Clemson, Brett Venables, former assistant of Bob Stoops. So he has the background. He has the pedigree. He kind of knows the program a little bit. Biggest thing for me, Wags, aside from the coaching, which is huge, obviously the quarterback situation. They bring in Dylan Gabriel, was formerly at... Um, at uh, UCF new OC Jeff Levy as well promised that kind of pa- very fast paced offense right likely going to really improve from a tempo perspective so potentially some overs here early on as the books adjust to these um kind of new offensive skill sets that uh that Oklahoma is going to be bringing in but for me look you could talk about quarterbacks all you want all, all that but it's all about the coaching. Brent Venables was an incredible D.C. at Clemson. Highest paid, especially in the entire country. Can he get it done in his first year, though, here at uh, Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, no, look, I completely agree. And, and you mentioned, look, Oklahoma being plus 450. And I think it has to do a lot with how competitive the conference is. I mean, not necessarily how down they are. Um, you look at even last season, bowl games, Oklahoma beats Oregon. In the Alamo Bowl, Baylor beats Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. And in the Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State takes down Notre Dame, right? So I think it has a lot to do with how competitive they are against each other in the Big 12. And that's why, you know, they're going to see, you know, I don't think any team is really going to get out of this conference unscathed. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, you know the the elephant in the room. Lincoln Riley gone, Caleb Williams gone, and now you could get like the defensive minded head coach coming in and Brent Venables. Now they only returned five starters on offense and five on D. So, <coughs> excuse me, Venables not really um, given uh, you know a silver plate here or a silver spoon, and you know it's going to be tough. Uh, they do get a great, in my opinion, um, so, you know, great is a I guess subjective but a very solid fill-in for Caleb Williams they're getting transfer Dylan Gabriel from UCF yep. solid look his career stats 70 touchdowns 14 interception ratio I mean that, that's incredible um, they also get an offensive coordinator who was just at Ole Miss Jeff Levy. so um, he's a high-paced guy high-paced offense gets that experienced quarterback oh and definitely worth mentioning that Gabriel and Levy, this is not their first time that they've worked together. When Levy, before Levy was at uh, Ole Miss, he was at UCF when Gabriel was a freshman. So Mm -hmm. he's going to, Gabriel's going to know that offense. So um, they're going to have a great offensive line, in my opinion. So, you know, based on all of this, good things are going to happen on offense. You know, they're going to have to reload a little bit on Uh, in this at the skilled position, but I think we're going to see a very good team here on the offensive side of the ball. um, But we might see a slight drop, you know, as they were ranked 12th in offense last year, scoring 36 points a game on defense. They gave up 28 points a game and only returned five. Uh, The issue on defense, though, was that they were on the field so much. They were scoring a lot. And I don't think much is going to change here, right? Because Levy is, you know, we just talked about how quick of, you know, a high strike, potent offense they're going to have. Um so I still see some concern on this side of the ball, but Venables is a great defensive coach, defensive minded. I think you'll see some of that Clemson style defense rub off um as the season moves along. Um you know, they'll definitely start 2 and 0. I mean, I know that's not saying a lot. You know, usually you're like Oklahoma definitely going to start 3 and 0. Last year, we thought that, and remember, they played Tulane as minus 32-point favorites, and they won by five. Yes, so. yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, no doubt about it. So we'll see. They they play UTEP and Kent State at home. They should be 30-plus-point favorites. As you mentioned, again, they were 32-point favorites against Tulane, only beat them by five. Um, but you know what? They just have to win before they have to go on the road to Nebraska. Nebraska is going to be much tricky, better game right there. The tricky game there. right there exactly very tricky game um before they have to go back home and play kansas state and then on the road at tcu then texas in the red river rivalry yes so,
0: yes so i think we agree as far as gabriel levy connection that's going to be huge bring yep. in it's not like they're sort of starting from scratch right that's you two things pointing down for me they were plus 11 In turnover differential last year, unsustainable. That number will decrease. Yes. Secondly, they were five. They had five close wins last year. Five games under a touchdown, they won. So that number probably gets closer to even as well. And this was a team that won two games. Sorry, that won ten games last year. So you look at it and you're saying the favorite in this conference is only lined at nine and a half season wins. Why is that? Well, there's a lot of factors going into that. And I think it just speaks to overall how this conference is just a little bit down this year.
1: Yeah. Again, you say they're down. I just think they're very competitive and I think Mm -hmm. we'll talk again, we'll talk about Baylor. We'll talk about Oklahoma state. We'll talk about Texas, right? uh, Kansas state. Even we won't really get into Kansas state, but Kansas state returns 14 guys after, you know, an eight and five year last year. Um, So, uh, you know, it's just a competitive conference and there's no, you know, there's no Clemson that, you know, is so much better like they are in the ACC. There's no Alabama and Georgia's that are much better than everybody else in the SEC. Everybody on the top here is pretty competitive with one another. I don't necessarily think it, you know, maybe it is a little bit of a down year, but I just think that this conference in particular is just very competitive. And, um, and you know, nobody really stands out um, as a elite team necessarily. Uh, like the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemson, to the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, this time last year, we were talking about Oklahoma in that same tier, yes, right? They had yes. the number one rated quarterback going in, national title pick for sure. There's a reason they're 40 to one to win the national title. Now, they do have, as far as my rankings go, the number one offensive line in the entire conference, which is, which is huge. From a strength of schedule perspective, they have the 41 most difficult in the entire country, We've talked about they're going to start off 2-0. and They get Kansas at home. Certainly should be 3-0 and there. Um, but <laughs> I, I say all that to say normally this should be a team that I would play under. Just, you know, new coaching, new quarterback, new OC. Not necessarily a recipe for success long-term. Only 10 returning starters overall. But the schedule is just so incredibly light for an Oklahoma team. Um that it's as of right now a, a win total that I'm not necessarily on wags, and as far as them to win the conference, I would not be playing them at 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 two to one. I, I agree with you. I don't think the conference is great, but all those teams—the Baylor's, Oklahoma State, Texas, throw in Kansas State, maybe TCU in there—would it be shocking to me if any one of those teams won this conference? Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, no, and and I think it speaks volumes uh, when we spoke. About this conference, you know, about our free play, and we don't really have many in the Big Twelve right now that are even on our list. um, True, because I think it's just such an unpredictable conference, and again, nobody's great. The numbers are set fairly well, Um, you know, and even you know there there are teams in here that uh, we'll talk about later on that. I mean, I could see them having anywhere from four wins to eight wins, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, completely competitive um, and I can't say it enough, but I think their offense will be very good. It's just how, uh, you know, how good can their defense get with Venables as their head coach and how quickly can that happen? Because I think their offense, you know, again, usually they're top five, top 10 in skill positions. They're all going to be in the top 25. Their offensive line will be a top 10 offensive line. As you mentioned, number one in the big 12, um, but you know how quick can this defense learn from Venables and make those adjustments and and play tenacious? So we shall see. Yeah.
0: Really looking forward to watching this team. I think we're going to learn a ton about them. And of course, uh, Nebraska, who we gave out as a free play in the other podcast in that week three game at Nebraska, Oklahoma right now anywhere from minus three to minus five uh, on the look headline in various books. So should be a good one. That is Oklahoma. We're moving along in the Big Twelve to Texas. Season win total wags, eight and a half, plus 105 if you want to go over, minus 125 if you want to go under to win the conference, plus 280. I've seen as high as around plus 320, plus 330 in some shops, a very kind of sleek pick by some for Texas to finally be back under Steve Sarkeesian in his second year here. Again, plus 280 prevailing number to win the conference national title, eight to one, which is an interesting number there. Make the playoff. Plus 900 to make the playoff on Texas if you think that that's going to happen. <sighs> Look, Texas is always back. We've been hearing this for years. Last year they won five games. Year before that, seven. Year before that, eight. Year before that, 10. Year before that, seven. So do they have the talent? Absolutely. They are completely loaded on offense, but talent hasn't won this team much over the last five years. One thing I will say they bring in uh, QB Quinn. Uh, Quinn, was, he was a, a retro freshman transfer from Ohio State. He was basically there, got some uh, NIL money, and then transferred over. So not sure what your thoughts are on this, but as far as just Heisman kind of 101, Heisman potential, he's as high as I've seen, like 70 to 1. He's 50 to 1 and, and, and a lot of shops there. But if you just look at kind of that Joe Burrow experience, right? Unknown guy, transfers, comes in, power five team who could potentially win 10 games this year. I think there's a lot worse bets as far as Heisman goes. He was a five-star recruit. So
1: yeah. I think you need uh, yeah, not to call you out on uh, the podcast. Just check that. Go ahead. It, go ahead. <laughs> do whatever you got to do. <laughs> go, go check that Texas future on to win the national championship. It is not eight to one. So, um, but yeah, go, I'll go back and, and we'll talk about Sarkeesian. um You know, he's got a year under his belt. Uh, Frankly, I think, um, you know, him and all of Texas would like to have that year back uh, after losing six in a row at one point. And as I mentioned on the top of the pod, losing to Kansas as 31-point favorites. They're going to have a ton of talent on the offensive side of the football. You mentioned freshman transfer Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. The question is, can he live up to the hype? I think yes. Clearly, I think you think yes, um, but limited experience so far. And aside from Ewers, it is worth noting that that quarterback room is absolutely loaded with young talent. Ewers, Hudson Carr, Malik Murphy, um, all are great and wouldn't, be shocked because they are so young to see one or two of these guys transfer uh, at the end of the year, but they're, they're all there. They're all learning um, from Sarkeesian, which is great wide out. They're stacked. Um, Even with the recent news of Isaiah Nair tearing his ACL. It's been hopeful last year, man. um, Yeah. Yeah. I think they bring back, uh, you know, Bijan Robinson, who, who, ran from a yeah Heisman hopeful yet last year 1200 yards uh, or close to it 17th best offense in the nation last year and I truly expect to see these numbers go even higher than the 35 point per game that they scored last year um you know I think uh scoring will be uh pretty high in Austin this year and on defense little bit of a different story they gave up 31 points a game last year uh lost to kansas you know as i mentioned they gave up 57 points to kansas um they do get seven starters back which i think is a start not really a big feat uh you know giving up all those numbers but i think um the consistency and the you know uh, synergy with everybody on that side of the ball um you know, might improve i think you know again easy to say that after giving up 31 points a game uh tough thing for texas is their schedule look they have to play alabama and again this is why you see them um you know with those odds they got to play alabama right and you know they they gotta uh that that they draw alabama outside of their conference they got to Play Oklahoma in in you know on a neutral field they got to go to Oklahoma state they got to go to Kansas state um they
0: have, you know, i have them number 15
1: it's a tough schedule yep. i have them ranked uh yep. in a top 25 toughest schedule so. i think um you know i think before right you have them 15 so uh, and I have them twenty four. The national so, title? Yeah. It, it's, you know it's, it's when I was saying schedule. it and it was the, coming out of my mouth. Check just, those odds that's, win that's, that's why I
0: paused. So, so, the, something the, just didn't uh, sound right. I had a typo in my notes. Not Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> Texas is fifty to one the national twin the national <laughs> I heard title.
1: you hesitate. That's why I wanted to <laughs>
0: definitely not eight to one. Gotta gotta hit the refresh button on, on my notes every now and then.
1: There you go. There you go. Much 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 better and, and no, not eight to one. Yeah. You know what it is? They're the they're the eighth, they're the eighth, I guess, highest team, uh, right around best yep. team, you know, out there. Yep. Behind I mean, look, Alabama, Ohio State, maybe, Georgia, Clemson. Maybe A&M, the universe is trying to tell Michigan, something like. Oklahoma, a a of Texas
0: future on the national title right now. So because it, it,
1: yeah. Woo. Hey, look! You know what? If Qu- if Quinn Ewers can play uh, like. Oh, wait, when was the last time you saw an Ohio State transfer win the so, national championship? We'll see. Oh, Look, not five-star ago, guy. Mr. He, Joe Burrow. by Ohio, uh, Ohio State. So Curry, you, so.
0: comes in here, as a ton of talent yeah. on both sides of the ball, offensive-minded coach, and Sark. Uh, there are certainly worse bets out there.
1: Look, there's a story here. No, there's a story here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get the Uers, you know, you have that. You get the top. Three actually receivers that are coming back, and in, in, in Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and their running back Bijan Robinson was actually their third best receiver. You get Bijan Robinson back there, that's going to open up the pass a little bit. Um, you know, the, the return seven on offense, seven on defense, five and seven last year. It almost has a little bit of a Michigan feel when how Michigan played last year. Sarkeesian in his second year, you know, what can he do there? So. Um, you know, uh, look at fifty to one, I've seen worse tickets and and the fact is it, it, even if they lose early at home mm-hmm. to Alabama, if they could beat Oklahoma, which should be you know maybe they're a two point dog in that game right now. um then who knows? you get confidence, you got to go to Oklahoma State, then you have a yeah. buy before Kansas state. I mean you you could technically win win out after that Alabama game. They'll be right there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And then they'll likely have to play, you know, someone like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor in in that um, uh, Big 12 championship game. They get through that. They're good. They're going. So, again, you know, it's a lot to ask, but if that offense can click, especially – Having those top rec- uh, receivers and running back back. And- yeah, I mean,
0: look, and they hey, won that. five <laughs> games last year. They were five and seven. Like you you always say, I've made worse tests the, than uh, Texas. However, 50
1: to one. this team was four
0: and one, Wax. They started four and one. They lost at Arkansas and their one loss. This was a four and one team. And then in that fifth game, what people might forget, they were playing Oklahoma. They had a double digit lead in that game. A double digit lead in that game. They wound up losing by seven, putting up 48. Great game! Remember, Oklahoma was down. They they came all the way back. Mm. Just an awesome game. Oh yeah, Oklahoma. Was we, I was actually on Oklahoma that, that game great. minus three. That was a great game. That was one, was one of the tied. The, the uh, guy I forget who it was yes. breaks a however long awesome. touchdown. They go yeah. up and win and win by seven. So, point being, exactly deflating loss. You could just feel it. Post game yeah. stuff. I remember
1: crazy game, but that that led their mm-hmm. six game. That was the first game of their six game losing streak. Oh, big time! Then they lose. Yeah, then they lose to Oak State by eight. They lose to Bay- at Baylor by seven, and then and then it was just you know pretty crappy from there. At Ohio, at Iowa State, they lose by twenty three. They lose to Kansas as thirty one point favorites. They lose to Virginia the next week, um, before going to you know playing Kansas State and and winning by five. So, um, not a not a good year. Not a good first uh, kind of. Hey man, I mean, if they win that Oklahoma game, they're sure five and one. Like and I a, can have a few say because I can't prove it, but I can almost guarantee you that they're Oklahoma. not going to lose every um, single one of those so, games after yeah.
0: that, right? It's just a whole different mindset, entirely different thing. So, we're probably looking at a win total that's nine and a half, and not eight and a half. So,
1: yeah, no, no doubt about it. Absolutely. All right. Well, they have right a,
0: along. That is Oklahoma. That is exactly Texas. Well, they'll have a, a lot Oklahoma of games circled on the state. this team. year. and I might have some thoughts on at the end of the podcast here. Season one total eight and a half plus 105 is the prevailing number. Minus 125 on the under. To we'll Win the conference plus 550. To win the national title 90 to one. To make the playoff 14 to one. I, I tweeted this out the other day, Wags, about Mike Gundy. This guy's ATS record in his 17 seasons at OK State, 121 and 85. That's not straight up. That's ATS. This guy is underrated. He beats the market every single year. Overall record, 149 and 69 straight up. Spencer Sanders, man, another sort of Heisman hopeful dark horse there. Uh, Look at those first three games, Wags. Central Michigan at home. Arizona State at home. Arkansas Pine Bluff at home. You're talking about a 3-0 team then, that then gets a bye week before at Baylor, which could decide a team. One of these teams likely could be going to the Big 12 championship game.
1: It's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I can't believe Gundy's been yeah, there for 18 was, seasons, yeah. man. I, yeah. I remember that, that clip. I think he when he turned 40, when he said uh, that he was a man uh, and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, they returned 11 starters, seven on offense, which is great. And even better is Spencer Sanders. Um, pretty darn good. Uh, not only in his arm you know with his arm completing 62 percent of his passes last year but also rushing he almost ran for 800 yards um, they do lose their top running back and receiver um, but they should be able to re- reload have guys step up they were ranked 32nd on offense last year uh, defense has me a little bit more worried after you know they were pretty dominant last year they were 10th ranked defense in the nation last year but only returned four starters um, and they lose their defensive coordinator Jim Knowles as we talked about uh, to Ohio state where he got paid the big bucks and, and deservingly. So um, yeah, look, they, they're going to get most of their guys back up front, which I think is great. It's going to help the linebackers make plays, uh, especially their young linebacking core who, who probably have the biggest question marks um, and, you know, having to, replace most of their secondary might be a little bit of an issue with a defensive coordinator but last year they only gave up 18 points a game i do expect that number to jump up to 24 points a game roughly uh but their offense should be clicking mm-hmm. um don't really hate their 54. schedule either uh they are you know according to me i think they're ranked 55th uh, toughest schedule i think you had them at 54 so Yep. So we're, we're right on kind of par there with that. Uh, they're at a conference game should all be winnable. As we mentioned, they're going to start three and zero. they play central Michigan, Arizona state, Arkansas, pine bluff, all at home before a bye week and going on the road to Baylor coming back home against Texas tech. Um, and then they have to go to TCU. So, um, you know, of those first six games, really. I mean, they they could be six and zero. They could be four and two. We shall see. Um, you know, I have them at, at five and one at worst, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like uh, ACL mentioned, we will be talking a little bit more about Oklahoma State. Um, you know, four of their five toughest games are on the road at Baylor, at TCU, at K State, and at Oklahoma. Um, and, and they do get Texas at home, which is, again, that's going to be a great game. Um, we'll see. We did just talk about Texas. How this Quinn was Ehlers a team last year? Wags, if you called the, the season, Big Twelve title game on Baylor. literally circle that game. Inches away um, should
0: be a good one. Was Oklahoma State from winning that game? An inch. So they lost that game by five. If they get in, they oh, win man. that
1: game. I don't even think you so. Can they say get inches. the Big Twelve title and they likely, like an not likely, almost certainly right. would have gotten yeah.
0: into the college football playoff at that point. So. We're talking about a completely different win total here. You know, if they get another inch, they're the conference champs. They're into the playoff. Yeah. Who knows what they would have done in the playoff? This was a team that won 11 regular season games last year. Their only loss at Iowa State is plus seven dogs. They lost by three. So they beat the market yet again in that particular game. We talked about Spencer Sanders. Lovely guy. Not a Heisman ticket for me as of now. He's as high as I'm seeing 75, 80 to 1 in that range. Um, I just think from a stats perspective, Quinn Ewers at Texas, who we talked about, is a much higher ceiling as far as just putting up putting up numbers um, in that particular offense. But as far as winning games, I mean, man, Spencer Sanders last year in the Fiesta Bowl was just spectacular. They beat Notre Dame 37-35 in one of the best bowl games of the entire year. We talked about their schedule, 54th. I think we both agree those first three games are going to be 3-0. Then they have their, their, um, their bye week as well. One sort of negative from last year that I will point out, their first three games last year, Wags, they lost – sorry, their first three games last year, they won by a combined 13 points last year. First game versus Missouri State, won by seven. Second game versus Tulsa, they won by five. Covered in either game. Third game, at Boise, they won by one. So sort of coin-flippy type games last year. Started off pretty slowly. But look, they did win them all, 3-0, 11-1, Overall, to finish the year, and they do return seven starters on offense to an offense that was pretty darn good last year. So, a lot to like about the, the uh, Cowboys coming into the uh, into the season here.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean to that point about starting slow, Spencer St- Sanders, who we, who we both I think really mm-hmm. like, did start slow a little bit. I mean, they only scored. Um, you know, 23, 28, and 21 to open up the season last year. Yes, they did win them all, um, but they were much closer than um, anticipated. So um, I expect Oklahoma State to come out rocking on offense, um, you know, much, much improved, similar to what we saw in the second half of the season, putting up 55, 63, 37, uh, you know, they beat Texas Tech 23 nothing and West Virginia 24-3. to So, um, yeah, I just expect with with seven guys yeah. coming back, two with negatives Sanders for them. They play the plays, um, arguably the two um, best
0: teams in conference to see a much away, right? much at uh, Baylor, improved at here. Oklahoma. So from their perspective, you wish you would have had at least one of those at home. They, they do get Texas at home, which is nice, but that's a reason why you see a tad drop in that win total from an 11 win team last year. All right, that is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We are making our way through the Big 12 again. The website therealmisteracl.com or acl-sports.com. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, The Real Mr. ACL, and at Cap Wags. All right, we are going to be back. We're going to be talking about Baylor Bears after this short break. And we are back, the ACL pod featuring Cap and Wags making our way through the Big 12 Conference. Going to jump right in here. The Baylor Bears-Wags, a very interesting team. Dave Aranda in his third year, 12-2 and two overall last year. They won the Sugar Bowl, beating Ole Miss 21-7. to seven. They won the big 12 title game, beating Oklahoma State 21-16. to 16. A 12-win team last year, a 10-win team in the regular season. Their season one total is now 7.5, minus 150 on the over. There are some 8s out there as well, plus 130 on the under. To win this conference. Six plus six 50 to win the national title 100 to one. Very odd splits for Baylor the last, I don't know, five years or so. 12 win team last year. The year before that, COVID year, they won two games. The year before that, they won 11 games. The year before that, seven. And the year before that in 2017, they won one football game. So, <laughs> you can sort of see why you know a ten-win a regular season team here, among other things that that we'll talk about—close wins, turnovers, et cetera. Wags now has a a season win total lined at seven and a half.
1: Yeah, look, they finished fifth overall in the nation last year. I mean, that's how good they were. Mm-hmm. They were, they're. I mean, they they did they had plenty of close games. Don't get me wrong. But their two losses were at Oak State, who was ranked 19th by 10 points they lost. And then they lost at TCU by two points. Okay, so um, they were pretty close to being undefeated and being in you know, contention to be in the uh, college football playoff after the departure of Matt rule in 2019, where they were 11 and three, look, you mentioned it, the COVID season, they went two and seven. It was Dave Aranda's first year. Um, well, apparently that's all he needed, right? Um, he got his team back on track. Incredible 12 and two year last year. Um, Blake Shapin completed 72% of his passes last year um, in his limited time at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I should say he only he only, he was only there for, you know, a, a A couple of games. uh, did throw for 600 Bohannon took the majority of snaps. Yep. Yep. Did throw for 600 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks. He's someone I watched the spring game keeps his eyes down the field has really good vision. Um, probably why he's such an accurate passer. Uh, he's very good at reading defenses. Um, and on top of that, they have a top 10 offensive line in the nation. I mean, this is Baylor. They do lose two of their top rushers. Um, You know, that's going to be a big question mark for Baylor this year is their running game. I think they'll just be fine. They have uh, Squirrel Williams and Tay McWilliams, both who can catch passes out of the backfield, Um, a stud offensive line up front who will be opening up holes. I think offensively, they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, They only returned six on defense. Uh, They're going to need – they're going to be set up front um, on the defensive line. They'll be able to control the line of scrimmage uh, where they only gave up about 3.3 yards per rush last year. They had a top 15 defense in the nation, um, and they're going to have one of the best defensive secondaries in the Big 12. That said, doesn't say too much, Big 12, them and Oklahoma are top 35 to 40 defensive – secondary units uh in the nation so um just because you're very good in the big 12 doesn't mean you're very good in the nation regardless uh they're gonna need their linebackers to really step up and make plays um their schedule uh pretty good uh, you and i actually have them both at the 40th toughest schedule um they do have to go to byu the second game of the year very difficult uh schedule they could start off three and oh um likely two and one i in my opinion i think at byu is going to be proved to be tough Mm -hmm. that early in the year in provo tough to breathe there it's yada 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 so um but then they come back uh, again after texas state they have to go to iowa state home versus oklahoma state before a bye um going to west virginia then kansas right so uh middle of the year this year should be good i mean having West Virginia, Kansas, and Texas Tech, those three games. But then they have to come back against Oklahoma on the road. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough. Uh, going to be tough for Baylor. I mean, they only have 12 returning starters, uh, but they were very good last year. We will see how Dave Aranda in his third year as head coach um, can take that momentum from last year uh, for the Baylor Bears. Some
0: signs pointing down for me for Baylor this year. They were plus 12 in turnovers last year, turnover differential. It's going to decrease. They had four close wins last year of under a touchdown four net close wins. That's going to decrease. Um, as far as just the teams they beat last year, I guess they beat five teams that were ranked last year, just very unsustainable going forward along with the other two things that I mentioned returning starters. You talked about it. They go from 17 last year to just 12 this year. And of course they won the conference. So they have their that target on their back as far as they play you mentioned it road games these are just the road games at byu at iowa state at oklahoma at texas that's the big problem there two maybe of the three best teams in the entire conference some might even say the top two teams at oklahoma at texas they both play on the road they're currently plus nine and a half at oklahoma right now on the look ahead and they're plus six at texas on the look ahead the oklahoma state game october 1 they get them at home, but they're only minus one in that game. So kind of a a, a true pick em game there. So between that, their non-conference at BYU, which I agree with you, is going to be certainly a tough place to play. You see why a 10-win team was lined closer to seven and a half. There are some eights out there. Certainly would lean under eight if you could get it at at decent price there, only because I think all those things that I talked about have to factor in to some degree. Uh, and, and look, I mean, we've seen it with the team over the past five years, which is what I, I let off with just from going from one win to seven to 11 to two to 12. So it certainly wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying that they're going to win one or two games. They have way too much talent for that, but to beat you on that under eight, they would have to win nine, nine games, which there are some factors pointing down here for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you have at BYU at Oklahoma, you got Oklahoma state at home at Iowa state at Texas. Yes. I mean, it's a tough, um, it's tough in that sense. I, I like their coaching staff. I do. I know that plus 12 you mentioned and turnover margin should come down. I don't disagree with you there. They were also plus 26 and sack differential, mm. which is, um, which is huge, uh, but they do control the, the line of scrimmages. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, and that's, you know, where they focus. I like their coaching staff. I really like Dave Aranda. I think he's, very good, very underrated coach. Well, maybe not after last year, taking his team to 12 and two. Um, But I I think, you know, still people think of Baylor. They don't think uh, quality football. I I think they are about an eight win team personally. That's what I have them down for. Like you said, getting to nine going to be very difficult. I don't disagree with that, but I do think they do get to eight. Um, I'm staying away even at the seven and a half number um, just because, you know, there's too much, Kind of the room for uh, error there. And I I don't want to be part of that.
0: Yeah. I hear you on all that. Sounds like we're pretty much on the the same page as Baylor. Um, Definitely probably regress in certain areas, but it is somewhat factored into the win total there. All right. Moving along in the Big 12, we are going to the TCU Horn Frogs. First year, Sonny Dykes takes over. Gary Patterson there. What a name. What a name. Season win total: six. And a half minus 140 on the over, plus 120 on the under to win this conference. TCU is 12 to 1. If you want Wags, you can get a national title ticket on TCU at 250 to 1. They do return 10 offensive starters and eight defensive starters, which is great whenever you have a first-year coach because a lot of those guys can essentially kind of help the coach get accustomed to things. It's 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 never good to have turnover at the coaching position. And on the field as well. So at a, you know for a team that is accustomed to winning football games in the past, I think that the six and a half total, you can make a case for the over there. But again, first year coach, schedule, somewhat manageable here. TCU, Sonny Dykes first year. What, what are your thoughts? Sorry about that.
1: Some technical issues there actually had it on mute and- didn't realize cause I had to cough that said, uh, yeah, I mean, look, normally getting t- t- first off first year coach, you get 10 on offense, eight on defense, and it sounds great on paper in the sense that he gets all these players back. They were ranked 120th in defense last year. Absolutely thir- miserable. Yeah. They gave up 38 points a game. And, and look, that's why Patterson is no longer there. I mean, you see regression for sure. After he was eleven and three in twenty seventeen, then seven and six, five and seven, six and four, five and seven, just not good. Not what we have typically seen from uh, these Gary Patterson defensive defensive minded teams, and he he was just losing control. So here comes Sonny Dykes takes over. Um, again, the, the the eighteen starters will help in the sense, of course, like you know from a continuity perspective for a first year head coach it's it's huge um you you look at their offense they were 12th in the nation in yards per play 15th in the nation in third down conversions last year but oddly enough they were only 65th in total scoring so something has to change there they they had 27 points only scored 27 points a game um you know probably likely to the the fact that they were 120th on defense right i mean that that doesn't help uh chandler morris looks like he's earned that starting spot over max dugan who's right behind him dugan started eight games last year for him before he got hurt uh chandler morris will come in nine to ten guys back on offense like i said Um, they're going to be set to improve on that 65th best offense and i think they do take that 27 points a game that they were scoring and go up closer to 35 points a game. I think they're going to see a big bump in offense defensively, new defensive coordinator from Tulsa. Can't get worse. You you don't think of Tulsa as being such a great (laughs) defense or at least great football school. Um, But Sonny Dykes, who was at SMU struggled a little bit against Tulsa's defense. So what does he do? He joins forces with Gillespie Brings him on board as a defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I I think that having that experience back, how quickly can Gillespie get his schemes kind of ingrained in this um, new, I guess, you know, new defensive, um, you know, with his yeah mentality with 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 the existing players is what I was trying to get at. Um, interesting, <laughs> they play SMU. Um, mentality so they're gonna sure. they gillespie mm-hmm. knows the smu offense or i guess you know uh, with sunny dykes coming from there they're, they're they have experience there um they should start off they should start off three and zero. the game at smu will be a a challenge for sure but i i like the fact that they they know the smu team um so that'll be interesting um they have eight games that will be within a touchdown in my in my analysis including a home game versus Oklahoma which goes to show you how solid and competitive this conference is and that there's no mm-hmm. really huge stand standouts when you have a TCU team that you know is mediocre to good kind of in, in that pack of teams that are you know returning a lot of guys but when you're playing the favorite to win the conference and in my opinion um, even though they're at home they'll be about a, a touchdown dog it's only seven points so um you know I think this this is the team that is is pretty much a wild card and you know for somebody who's so certain on many of the teams that we talk about I can see this team winning four or getting close to double digit wins and I have no idea what to expect with this team new coaching staff a lot of returners um I mean go you go figure cuz I can't figure out wh- where what to make of this team. Yep.
0: It sounds like we're on the same page. If it's not Oklahoma, if it's not Texas, if it's not Okay or Baylor, I think you and I agree those are sort of the top 4 teams. The team yeah, that look, could I mean- they're right. In like, our opinion like I probably keep would over and over the get to the championship so game. Aside from the four so would probably be I TCU, right?
1: They're probably the bottom tier team, just because there's so many factors, so many variables with this team that I can't, um, there are mm-hmm. top six or top seven team in this conference. Like you mentioned, Oak state Baylor, Oklahoma state, Texas. After that, you could then, you know, is the next tier in my opinion, which is Iowa state, Kansas state and TCU. And, and really, you can kind of throw darts at at these teams and and try to figure out who's going to be and who's going to finish where in the conference.
0: Sonny yeah. Dykes is in his twelfth overall season coaching. But Max, uh, how he's not had an above five hundred season in any
1: stars. first season it's, it's, anywhere. Else yeah, yeah he's gone. exactly. Which, which so is why I'm like, I just, throw know, just basically throw that out there. After doing all my analysis and going into every team, and I'm so confident this talent. I totally like, agree. You know, most talented a game team game or two as far as win totals. This one, I, I you know, I'm I'm so all over the place.
0: You know what? As the betters, though, correct. This is an exact, a, a great example of we have the advantage as the betters. You know why? Because we don't have to bet every single bet that the books put up, right? So this is a total pass. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more bullish than you are. It sounds like you're just a total pass. I certainly lean over. I, I certainly lean over. Simply based upon a couple things, the schedule. I think the talents there. Love Chandler Morris personally, just as far as what he could he could bring. From a, a ceiling yeah. standpoint, I don't love the schedule. They play what Oklahoma I like about this team is the at fact home, that but then they have to go down, at Max Texas, Cuban at Baylor, right back Iowa State in the year. Mean, so you could be in that year, sort of six win window, but
1: six Max uh, was with over two thousand yards passing and completing sixty four percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. Morris was sixty six percent passing, seven hundred and seventeen yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, both their quarterback ratings were within. Be- point five of each other and they were you know very good at over 157 so and and they get their top four receivers back so all of that kind of points you know obviously to to that over um but with the new you know head coach with a new defensive coordinator coming into a struggling defense um even though they return eight you know that's where i'm like you know what's going to happen with this team who knows
0: Yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of different scenarios with the TCU team this year. All right, final team we're going to take a look at here before we head over to the free play for this conference: the Iowa State Cyclones. Wags seventh year for Matt Campbell there, sort of that it team last year, that sexy team, that team that was going to break through, make the playoff. Lots of double digit win um, projections out there for Iowa State this year. Season win total six and a half, minus one ten flat both ways. 16 to one to win the conference national title tickets 200 to one. If you want think Matt Campbell can uh, pull some upsets there and get to the national title. As I mentioned, a ton of hype last year, but the Brock Purdy experience did not go as planned was not great. Brees hall leaves as well. They returned just five on offense and just three on defense. So look, if you want to make the argument that this is the by-low spot on Iowa State, it, you're, yeah, it certainly is. This is the by-low spot on Iowa State if not Southern Miss, you Southeast want to play over. Missouri, um, I have to, I have to correct. And look, they start off three of their first five games versus Southern Miss, Ohio, and Kansas. So they should be Southeast Missouri. I'm sorry. So... You know, you're 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 probably looking at three wins in your first five weeks there at Iowa, home versus Baylor. They're going to be both be uh, dogs, but if, well, if Iowa just State compared to where they were 12, this year, 12 months ago,
1: a bowl, so they have to get well. I guess not a much a different. It goes over here. the six. What are your maps? thoughts on Iowa State? It's a huge testament to to Matt Campbell. Um, they only returned eight guys, five on offense, three on defense, um, and I think Vegas mm-hmm. is basically telling us where this is probably going. Since 2017, they're eight and five, eight and five, seven and six, nine and three, seven and six. So they have not gone under this six and a half in at least the last five years. I haven't checked prior to that, but honestly, don't really care. Um, they they lose Brock Purdy, their leader, through for 3,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now that was not really that good for the hype that was coming in. Uh, they look, look to Hunter Deckers. Who's a red shirt. Freshman, uh, came in and looked decent at best. Um, they also lose their stud running back Brees Hall. He was the program's second leading rusher behind Troy Davis. Uh, they do have Xavier Hutchinson at wide receiver, uh, but they have a lot of Mm -hmm. gaps to fill on offense. And I just don't think they're going to get anywhere close to where they were, um, last year and and again you know they had a they struggled last year with the studs um so to speak i think they were going to be supposed to have a top five offense in the nation they finished at 25th again yes it's good but they also had a stud heisman type quarterback coming into the season in brock purdy they had the number top three running back in the in the nation last year coming into the season in Brees hall um and they underperformed um to say uh to say it best um, as far as on defense, they had a amazing defense last year, top 20 defense yet. They have a top 25 offense. They have a top 20 defense and they finished seven and six. Obviously they underperformed last year. Um, and I just don't see it getting better. Only returning eight starters overall. Um, again, I, I think they mm-hmm. start off three and two. They beat Southeast Missouri. They beat Ohio. They beat at, they win at Kansas I think they lose to Baylor at home. I think they lose at Iowa. Um, and after that, they get Texas, uh, Kansas State at Texas uh, by Oklahoma. They get West Virginia uh, for their homecoming. Then they have to go to Oklahoma State. They get Texas Tech and then at TCU. Um, their schedule, it, it, in my opinion, it, it is tough for for a team that is you know, they're top, you know, 35 to 40th toughest schedule. Um in the nation uh, with only eight returning starters, like to me, that, that, that signs for trouble. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm not very high on Iowa state this year. I think Campbell's a very good coach. He gets a lot out of his players and I think, you know, he's going to get, have to get every little bit out of his players. um, Not only to get back to a bowl, uh, but certainly to get over that six and a half win total.
0: Yeah, I mean, some things pointing up, you talked about the last five years, they have not won less than seven games anytime over that period. So if you have a six and a half win total, he's going to have to have an off year compared to his historical numbers. They also bring in quarterback Hunter Decker as a four star recruit. So for Iowa State to get a four star quarterback, pretty darn good. And they did have three close losses last year net. So three losses by a touchdown or less net last year. All signs pointing up certainly. Uh, on a team that did go 7-5 and five in the regular season, they lost in the Cheez-It Bowl to Clemson. They were plus 2. They lost by a touchdown in that game. And if you're just looking for sort of that ATS nugget, Matt Campbell, 18-9 and nine, ATS as an underdog since taking over at Iowa State. 18-9 and nine as a dog is Matt Campbell. So he's certainly one of those guys who, you know, when he's a dog, when he's supposed to lose, when the expectations are low— he outperforms. So again, if you want to buy low on an Iowa state team compared to historical numbers for Campbell, now is probably the best chance you're going to have. And if you, and if you think uh, deckers can come in, get the team to seven wins, certainly would not argue with you at all. That is Iowa state. That is the big 12 wags. Before we touch on the free play, any other teams, you know um, that we didn't necessarily go into a deep dive on Kansas state, West Virginia, Texas tech. And of course, kansas who did take some sharp money i will say to be totally transparent on the over um they were at one and a half they were at two i have not jumped in on anything to do with kansas yet but certainly just based on the schedule this is a team that lance leopold had winning two games last year they were two and ten but they get tennessee tech at home week one and they get duke at home week four so if they can win those two big ifs of course it is kansas they would have to find one more win at in the um in the yeah, Big 12 somewhere well, I mean, to get look, to three wins. Men, just I do throwing like it out Kansas there State that there was some early sharp support for Kansas at that one-and-a-half and at that two-number.
1: Iowa State and with the likes of um, TCU and, and teams like that. So I, I, I do like Kansas State. They returned seven on offense, seven on defense. So obviously that's really good. Oh, and by the way, um, their starting quarterback is Adrian Martinez. So um, that, you know, again – yeah 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 no for sure yeah there's no doubt about it they also have their their running back who, who um Oof. rush for that that, that has me off of them i'll just say long, so that's <laughs> gonna help um I, I like that but yes i mean look the, the adrian martinez show goes on at kansas state um for his 58th season um in college football um but yeah the kansas is interesting like you mentioned tennessee tech and duke both at home i think they win both of those games i really do so Um, They returned 17 starters. And, again, this is a team that beat – again, Texas was down last year. They beat Texas, put up 57 points against Texas last year, beat them 57-56 on the road. So, um, if they – the last three games of the year for them, at Texas, a win. At TCU, 21-point dogs. They lose by three against West Virginia – they lose by six. So this is a team that was, you know, for Kansas clicking on all cylinders at the end of the year. Right. So would it surprise me, honestly, if they started three and one and they beat West Virginia on the road, Mm -hmm. No, cover it every game, get an early season ticket win right there Uh, would be nice if they were two and two even. Um, And and you could basically ride it out, uh, you know, for, for again, uh, this is like, yeah, this is like uh, a quarter and a half unit. Be- like, I'm not putting big money on Kansas uh, on, on an over. So no thanks. Hedge you. it out Texas a little Tech, bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. they returned six on offense, six on defense for a seven and 16 last year. Um, you know, that that's interesting. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't really love the quarterback play there. So we'll see. And West Virginia, uh, I'm not very high on West Virginia this year. So, again. We'll we'll see JT Daniels is their quarterback.
0: Free play time. Big 12 season win total. Wags and I have a consensus play here. We got together and it is a team that we talked about earlier in the podcast. Wags, we are going with... The Oklahoma State Cowboys over their season one total, eight and a half. We're taking the plus money. Oklahoma State over eight and a half plus 105. Look, we talked about it a bit earlier. They're going to be 3-0. and Central Michigan at home, week one. Arizona State at home, week two. Pine Bluff at home, week three. Then they get a buy, which I love. So that they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Spencer Sanders is going to be putting up numbers, 3-0. and They get the buy Why? Because they go to at Baylor. Okay, they're they're playing at Baylor, which could be certainly be a game that will help decide this season win total. But if they go three and zero, they have to win six of the last nine games. Which, based upon some of the teams that they have on their schedule, yeah, now, again, so, as far as I mean, home versus away, obviously it's uh, all big Big Twelve teams. Totaled, and, and again, Wags, and you and I both believe top, this team can win six of those top top last of nine show games.
1: Here that ACL and I were didn't have many big 12 teams on the list. Um, Oak state was one, um, I believe in Spencer Sanders. I think he's a big time playmaker against, you know, and you look at that against a weaker strength of schedule. Um, nine, nine wins in the conference uh, or nine wins in the schedule is certainly doable. You mentioned they're going to start off three, and know, they get the buy before having to go to Baylor. That said Baylor the week before has to go to Iowa state. One of those, mid to top ranked teams right there so that's gonna to be tough even if they do get a win, it's gonna be you know quote unquote an emotional win before they come home is there gonna mm-hmm. be some sort of letdown game? Um, let's hope so because you know that would be sweet to start off four and0 then five and ho when Oak State comes and plays Texas Tech um, you know then after that, you know yes, you have Texas but you get them at home. you have games at Kansas State and at Kansas both very winnable games. Iowa State at home winnable west virginia i think they're going to be terrible this year that's a win um, their biggest game on the schedule or two toughest games are going to be at baylor at oklahoma um, the baylor game coming off a bye i like the position there um, so for me it was okay let's if i have them at nine wins it's right now at eight and a half and you're going to get it at plus money that was the key right that's the key to me um, it's not my biggest bet so keep that in mind but the fact is, it's on the plus card, money. Um, yep. at least on our free play card yep. today, plus money being key. Um, if you can get it at even or plus money, I'm definitely taking Oklahoma State over the eight and a half. Uh, I think they do get it.
0: Well said, I agree.